In the classic movie, The Wizard of Oz, the cowardly lion was searching for courage. Perhaps you too are searching for courage. This week on Wonderfully Weird Living with Pastor Drake, we'll learn where courage comes from and how to make it the standard in life. Drake Hunter is senior pastor at Elevating Life Church in Fort Morgan, Colorado, founder of the nonprofit Four Dimensional Living, as well as the author of three books and the soon to be published fourth book, Wonderfully Weird Goodness. Now, this week's edition of Wonderfully Weird Living with Pastor Drake Hunter. Welcome back once again to Wonderfully Weird Living with Pastor Drake. I'm your host, John Waters, and of course, Pastor Drake is here. Hello once again, my friend. Hello and good day, John. Good to see you. Always a pleasure to get together and and uh, bring the wonderfully weird commands of Christ to life for folks. That's right. And this one, I, I, I'm i going to lean into this one today because, my goodness, uh, I know other people struggle with this, but I know this. I struggle with it, too. And so uh, it's going to be uh, a, a command that we're all, uh, are, we need to listen to uh, deeply today, because if we could resolve uh, the the command here, learn this command, and truly learn uh, what it produces and get it into our soul, your life will change. It's a guarantee. Well, to set up the command, uh, it brings me right back to lean not on your own understanding. And I know we use that for wisdom, but I think the same can go for courage. And yes. lean not on your own understanding of what courage is, but rather trust in the Lord and take uh, courage in him. So the wonderfully weird command is fear not. That's right. Fear not. And and that will produce courage. We can say boldness as well. But uh, the, the the key there is we have to have courage. And, and uh, I believe in the setup, did you share the uh, the, the cowardly lion. Yes, that's a perfect picture of of uh, kind of somebody who's lost their courage, right? And they fall into this this pit, uh, and it becomes a problem and a huge issue in the Christian life when we when we uh, fear the wrong things. Because as we know, we are to fear certain things, and when we fall into the wrong, uh, let's say, uh, afraidness or being fearful or whatever, life then becomes. Can I just be blunt? Hell. Yeah, we we fall into a bad situation, and then life is definitely not how God intended it to be. And that's God's desire for everyone: is He has a purpose. His intent is nothing but good for us. And if we would follow these commands, of course, through Christ, that command, fear not, and truly practice it, where we can have courage, where we can be bold in situations where, oftentimes, rather than uh, saying no to somebody we say yes because of the fear of uh, whatever that might be and so yeah this is a a huge command for us especially in our culture in our society because if we can conquer this and truly learn it and practice it and and get it into our makeup our character life will be radically different well, we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, if you uh, want to turn your Bibles there. But as folks are doing that, Drake, let's uh, present this week's question to go along with this command. Yeah, so here's the question. Is fear destroying your relationship, not only with God, but with others? Mm. And it very well may be. Uh, and, you know, I have to follow up uh, with another question. Do you believe for a second that God wants us to live, let's say, in man's fear? 
Well, we know absolutely not. And so God has given us uh, that teaching through Jesus where we can truly learn how to conquer that fear of man so that then we're living in the fear of the Lord where we are truly living in in the fulfillment of of his plan his purpose where we are being effective in uh, ministry in life and all of our relationships so that we can just uh, fulfill his plan and fulfill the the great commission if you will but even greater in the sense of our soul we can truly experience life uh, in a way that's going to be orderly and peaceful, not only for you, but everybody that's connected with you, and they get to experience you in uh, the maturity of that teaching as you are bold and courageous in life, where you are truly going to carry out God's purpose. Well, as I mentioned, uh, this command is found in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. So, Drake, uh, give us that verse and uh, some commentary on it. Here it is. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. We mentioned that earlier. There's the word right there in our in our verse this uh, this morning. It's this morning here where we're at. Uh, and uh, we have to understand uh, if we're living for man or to please man or in the fear of man, we will fall into or dig ourselves deeper and deeper in, in man's reality, which then just puts us in that place called hell. And who wants to suffer unintentionally? Uh, who wants to go down, uh, let's say, that pit? Uh, it's not even a ro- road. I call it a pit. <laughs> and, uh, of course, that is empty. That's dark. Uh, it's no good. It's no fun. And that's definitely not setting our minds on things above, as the Bible tells us. Right. So we have to understand. So do not be afraid. Well, we understand this. That is, uh, you know, we have to think of fear here because fear is the uh, is a feeling. Let's say, John, it is a feeling. And we have to understand what that is so that then we can manage it because it it comes down to that self-control, self-management, one of the fruits of the spirit, if you will, where we have to learn how to manage fear. Again, you know, we uh, last week's command was be as wise as serpents. Well, there's going to be some things that happen and that fear is going to be triggered and you're going to have to learn how to manage it. But before you can manage it, you have to know what it is. What is fear? And so let's answer that question and, and, and kind of get a deeper understanding so that then we can uh, manage it well and develop our self-control in in the sense of our emotions. We'll we'll keep it in that context uh, today. So here's the definition of fear, folks. Fear is a basic emotion. Right now, along with that, we can say basic emotions like love, uh, enjoyment, anger, disappointment, sadness, shock, shame, uh, and fear. But today we're fo- we're focusing, excuse me, on that basic emotion of fear, which arouses. Uh, or is aroused by, let me say, impending danger, evil, pain, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, understand this. This is interesting. Uh, it can be real or imagined. So let's park it there just for a second. Sure. Because uh, uh, we have to learn how to discern uh, that thought right there because is it real or is it imagined? Because we do have this beautiful mind that God has given us, and we have the ability to think And when we do think, the physical brain now does not have the ability to know what is fantasy and what is not. 
And so how important is that? Because oftentimes in our thinking, if we're not thinking like Christ and we're not performing in the way we ought to through the, the teachings of Christ and the ways of Christ, uh, we can quickly fall into fear and it's not even real. And that's our reality today where uh, people, you know, there's a lot of anxiety going on out there and uh, nervousness and, and edginess and all kinds of different things all the way to panic because of, let's say, this, this fantasy that's out there with fear. Well, and many times taking just a little bit of information and extrapolating that out and assuming that we know what that, the whole big picture is, and then fearing that. Yeah, overgeneralizing, you know, a type of thinking is what that is, where we take just a couple of examples, and we hear something, we see something, but then we blow that out of proportion. That's not necessarily catastrophic thinking, but that is what is known as overgeneralizing uh, whatever is happening. Now, in our society, we have to be very careful here because, you know, I'm going to say most, if not 100% of people have a television and they mm-hmm. watch news and then they get a few pieces of information. They're informed about, you know, whatever's going on around the world and they take those few items and then overgeneralize. Fear is created and then the whole world becomes uh, let's say that that little ins- that example or whatever, folks. Yes, it the the news is going to inform you, but understand those are just pieces of information with things that are happening around the world. Because if we thought in a in a better way, let's say, all of those little pieces are not connecting. How evil everything is. It will in your perception if you think uh, in in overgeneralizing ways. But good night. Okay, three stories. But, John, if we sat here and we, we examined, assessed the entire world to see what good is happening, I think we can out, outbeat the devil every time, don't you right. think? Right, yep. <laughs> and, and And it's frustrating because we know this, our reality, John, at the church is every morning I can probably name 80% of our people that wake up, get a cup of coffee, they get in front of the news, and they get all of that negative stuff, and it starts creating this fear in their own mind. And let's, in the entirety of what that is, be it not only in our reality here, but in all of eternity, not true. And we fall into the fear and that's magnified. And when that's magnified, whatever you focus on, that becomes your reality. And your reality then becomes an imagination, which we're talking about, or in theory, it's not real. Well, and this might be a good time, Drake, to talk about what some of the traits are of fear and how it presents itself. Yeah, I mentioned some earlier already, you know, because you know, here we have this basic emotion, fear, but what is the expression of that or uh, the traits that we can see? Well, you know, first and foremost, I think of worry, we're, excuse me, we're, I can say anxiety and worry. What can I, go ahead, John, say it for me. Anxiety and worry. And worry. I can't even say it because I don't think about it. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, you. how many people just in the 24 hours they exist every day, they live in worry. Mm-hmm. Anxiety is our reality in the sense of this, this imagination and this false fear that's happening. We have nothing to fear. Right. And so, uh, and we're not to fear man, we are to fear the Lord. And that's, that's exactly the direction. That should be our focus when it comes to who we are in Christ. Uh, another trait is 
let's say danger. Well, excuse me, it's not danger. Excuse me, it is. Uh, let's say nervousness. Okay. And <laughs> my wife and I were at a funeral. Good night. It's been a month ago. We had to travel to North Dakota. There's a huge funeral, and my wife always gets really nervous at funerals, and to the point where she's licking her lips, she's biting her fingernails. And somebody leaned into her as we're in the reception area going, are you always this nervous? Now, she's not because this is one moment. But at the same time, that's exactly what we're talking about. Not in one event or moment, but in life. How many people do we know so nervous or, uh, uh, you know, they, they, they're all over the place uh, with their nerves and, and very concerned. Concern is part of fear, but uh, worry, going back to that crazy word I was using earlier, uh, is is most people's reality. Mm-hmm. Why, John? Because it, it was magnified in the imagination. And so you see all of these different traits uh, that definitely is the expression of man and not the image of God that we ought to be truly sharing with this world or people witnessing through us. Well, and then that can uh, begin to really ramp up over time, and then you start to see things like uh, terror and panic and, and the things that we see yes. every day in the news that people are doing because uh, this edginess and, and the anxiety and such has really ramped up and built. Yes. And I mean, good night where we're at in our history, in the moment of time, you know, mental disorder is, is kind of the discussion. And I promise you, fear is that uh, the root of all of the disorders that we are experiencing in in, uh, in, in the West here, uh, and so it's it's something we we need to to really lean into and understand so that then we can get things back in order. That's isn't that the greatest thing? A lot of people are talking about their disorders, be a mental disorder or whatever. But listen to that, folks. That in itself implies if it's if if it's disorder, we can get it back into order. And the way to get it back into order, of course, is to receive God's power, which is one of the commands of Christ, where we are truly understand we're learning, understanding, putting the structure in place again and doing things properly, organizing things where then when we have God's order in place in our mind, in our heart, <clears throat> excuse me, in our souls, <clears throat> excuse me, and also in our relationships, you're going to receive God's power. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're after, and that's what we need uh, in our day and age. Uh, we desperately need to receive God's power and humble ourselves and receive that direction, align ourselves, execute life that way. Then it's a guaranteed to be fulfilled and to be effective and fruitful in life. On the other side of that, Drake, we have scripture that literally hundreds of times reminds us throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament not to fear. Fear not. Yeah, fear not. And one scripture that comes to mind, excuse me, I got this frog in my throat. Of course I do. I'm in front of a mic. Uh, (laughs) But this this verse comes to mind, Psalms 33.8, and I know it through the English Standard Version, ESV, says, let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all of the inhabitants of the Lord stand in awe of him. And we need to understand that's exactly what the fear of the Lord is, where we're standing as that subject of God. We look at the object of our faith, God, and we're standing in 
all. That's our position in life always. And if we can be in awe of God's direction, uh, the teachings that we uh, you know, experience in Scripture, and we can execute it, practice it, execute it, and truly develop uh, in a way that we're going to become mature in that, uh, we are going to be nothing but in awe of God because that's exactly our position in life. And if you are not in awe of God, then I would truly examine yourself, assess yourself to say, well, perhaps fear of man, fear of what's causing that is in the way. Mm. Because in our soul, we should, we should sense that. I'm not talking about your feelings now or your emotions or even your mood. It should be the core of who we are no matter what. In awe of God. That's a principle of God, not a feeling or an emotion. We ought to stand in awe of God always. With all of that thought uh, in mind, um, let's bring the rubber back down to the road here and talk about why this command is so important. Well, good night. This command is important because we don't want to first and foremost fear man, but fear God, as I just shared. If we fear man, listen to this, folks, we worship man and will be intimidated by him and implying direction there by the direction of man. If we fear, let's say uh, we can use an example, our children. There's a lot of people that fear that they're not taking care of their children well enough or there's some type of fear there uh, and we fear our children or we fear our boss. We're going to let the boss down. Uh, even in our reality, John, sometimes we can fear church members or any human being for, for that matter. If we fear man, we will worship them. And they will control us. Now, John, isn't that the, the whole thing? Is it's, it's fear that's controlling us or that other person that's controlling us through guilt or blame or whatever it might be. And what happens is we lose control. Mm-hmm. And I love what Dr. Henry Cloud says in his books, Boundaries, and, and other places. He says, listen, God has created you to be a control freak. But understand this, that is only a control freak in the sense of who you are and what you do. You should not be or even attempting to control anybody else. You're not God. You don't have that ability. And so we have to uh, make sure that our fear, again, is is towards God, not, not man. Now, again, thinking about it, if we fear God, then in the way we're sharing today, we will worship and give him his proper honor and let's say reverence and it's easy to believe that it's easy to say that it's easy to imagine that in our mind but are you really doing it are you putting action towards is that really your reality or is it again something that is in theory in your imagination and it's not really your reality something to think about well, it brings it back just to maybe restate it a little bit differently. It brings it back to who means the most to you, yes. man or God. Yeah, that's exactly if you right. fear man, then you're saying man is more important than God. Yes. And we fear, you know, I don't think we realize. We think it's scared. Not necessarily, as I shared earlier. You know, we, we're, we fear letting people down. We fear mm-hmm. being rejected by people. We fear, good night, we can go on all day. We don't realize we've been so conditioned, we don't even know what fear is anymore. And the Bible's very clear, fear not for those that, they can, they can destroy you. Now, they can't kill your soul, thank goodness. 
as uh, as our teaching implies. But good night, they can make life miserable. People can make your life miserable. And don't forget, you are a people. Yeah, <laughs> We can make ourselves miserable in this. And so how important is this command? It's, it's up there. Uh, it's extreme. Uh, the most important, of course, is love God with all of your soul, you know, with all of your mind, with all of your heart, and with all your strength. But you know what? I'm putting this one right under there, right. <laughs> uh, you know, where fear not or you will live in misery. Why? Because there, uh, we live in a, in a fallen world, a broken world. And so with that, what would be the next question then? Well, uh, one of the things when I think about uh, the causes of man's fear, and this is one that you and I hear quite often said in different ways, but they all mean the same thing. And for a Christian, this is one that we should be past, and that's fear of death. Fear of death. Oh, my goodness, yes. Uh, isn't that the, that's the one we need to conquer more than anything. Mm-hmm. And the fear of death uh, is is radical out there. Now, if you have the fear of death, Christian, get with a pastor, get with a good Christian counselor, because we are to, we have conquered death if we are a Christian. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean we don't go through the grieving process. That doesn't mean we have to, you know, resolve some things on this side of heaven, uh, because, but the issue is people live in fear of death. One of the reasons why we become enablers, let's say, or we feed people because we're scared if we don't do something, you know, they're gonna, we're going to overgeneralize. They're going to die. <laughs> and, and death is part of that reality. We have to understand that the Christian faith, the greatest aspect of the Christian faith is we have conquered death. And that means we no longer live towards death. We actually live towards life. So the question is, are you living towards death? That means you're surviving life. Things are closing off. Things are becoming more tight and you're becoming more of a fellowship and you're going to become more of a hospital room and you're in, in to use an analogy in your life and things get tighter and then you're just waiting for sweet death mm-hmm. uh, to happen. And, and oftentimes this is what you'll hear. And this is pretty radical. Christians will say, we're just waiting for Jesus to come back. We're waiting for the second uh, you know, uh, coming of Christ. Well, if that's true, we have to do some assessing. Yes, Jesus is coming back, but we don't we don't wait for it. We're not passive. We're not a- apathetic in that. We have to turn and say, you know, we've conquered death. So now we put that reality in place, and we we objectively and incrementally go towards life. And then when that last breath does take, as the Bible says, when we take our final nap, and then we're going to be birthed into eternity. For, for life. The opposite of that, if that's your reality, again, see your pastor, connect with some folks, and really understand what that means. Because uh, if you don't conquer death in life, you're, you're, still, you're still fearing man and the death of man. And that's the whole issue. Well, let's use the rest of the time that we have here, Drake, the final few moments, and talk about how to conquer man's fear. Yeah, fear of man is a major enemy of God and and his people, and we must be able to overcome it if we are to fulfill the purpose for which God created us. We we have to hear that. So let me just give you three things quickly that uh, will help you what you can put in place and how to do it. Well, number one, you just need to dedicate. Maybe you need to rededicate your life, but dedicate all of your life, that's your time and possessions and everything, to God. Now, John, I think of Job here, the book of Job, because here's a guy that had a pretty rough experience here on earth, but he he gave 
everything. He dedicated his entire life, his time, possessions, experiences, everything, knowledge, everything to God. And we see what happens with Job. He, in, in, in the long run, of course, he's the victor, mm-hmm. just as every Christian is as well, if that, that salvation is truly in place. So dedicate all of your life to God is number one. Number two, learn to manage your emotions. And of course, we see uh, in Galatians 5.23, one of the fruits of the spirit of self-control or temperance in the King James Bible. And that means you're going to learn how to manage your mind and your heart uh, and and your relationships, your emotions. And you're going to learn how to put God's standard there, let's say for fear, there's our standard to fear the Lord and make sure that that is your standard. And then life is going to be crazy, but you always manage your life to get back to the fear of the Lord rather than the fear of man. And we can go on forever with that particular Mm -hmm. thought, but understand that self-controlled temperance means to learn to manage your emotions well. And if we can do that, uh, you're going to be on on this side of maturity because when we can manage well our our thoughts and our emotions and all of that, good night. Now we're friends with Jesus. And then one last thing, and then we're going to wrap it all up. That last thing I would share with you on how to conquer man's fear is this. Understand, go after, seek, understand the fear of the Lord. And you can go to the book of Ecclesiastes, read, uh, you know, Ecclesiastes, where King Solomon really gives a good understanding of what that looks like uh, under uh, under the sun, if you will. And, and we won't read the whole book, but let's share Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14 uh, to, to give some, some scripture to this thought. Here's what it says, verse 13, now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. Verse 14, for God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Yes, discernment. You know, our God knows how to discern. And of course, he's going to discern, uh, let's say, the sheep from the goats. But at the same time, we know he doesn't lean into the negative all that. He's looking for that goodness and he wants the very best. And of course, that's what that's implying, that we're developing and growing in our very best so that we can be good as the good shepherd guides us to God's ultimate goodness. One thing that struck me here real quickly, Drake, in verse 13, yes. says, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the duty Yes. All, not an option. The duty of all the mankind. duty. And wouldn't you know the wonderfully weird commands of Jesus. And uh, if you're just tuning in, that's what we're about. That verse right there where we want obedience and and we want to serve those commands well so that people can truly live in God's purpose rather than in the fear of man. So this week's wonderfully weird command, fear not. That's pretty simple and easy to understand, but yet very difficult to understand as well. But seek after it if you want that life of fulfillment, peace, and of course, to be effective in God's plan. Drake, thank you so much. We're all out of time for this week, but uh, once again, I appreciate your, your mind and your heart. Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll see you again next week on Wonderfully Weird Living with Pastor Drake. If you would like to learn more or have any questions or comments, please feel free to email Pastor Drake at wonderfullyweirdliving at gmail.com. To obtain your own copy of the book Wonderfully Weird, please log on to www.wonderfullyweirdliving.com and click on the button that says Buy the Book. Wonderfully Weird Living is a ministry of four-dimensional living offering wholeness coaching for mind, body, soul, and spirit. 
Also, would you please prayerfully consider becoming a financial partner to help the Wonderfully Weird Living ministry impact more and more lives? Please log on to www.4dimensionalliving.com. That's 4dimensionalliving.com with the number 4. Now, for Pastor Drake Hunter, I'm John Waters wishing you a wonderfully weird week.